A good Friday morning to you today, November the 26th. You're tuned in to the Action Line this morning. Today, the day after Thanksgiving. Hard to believe Christmas is just around the corner. In fact, 29 days away. In 29 days, it'll be December 25th, Christmas morning. That means in 28 days, it'll be Christmas Eve. Coming up this morning on today's program, we're going to talk about a special event that'll come your way tomorrow, November 27th. That special event, Small Business Holiday Market. Again, it's going to be on Saturday. There's going to be a lot of shopping opportunities there, food trucks, music, prices, and much more. It'll all be held at the Lane Agri-Park Community Center at 315 John R. Rice Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro. That's down the street from Sam's. So we'll talk about that in just a little while, right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station since 1947. And by the way, speaking of 1947, in just, well, almost a month from now, WGNS is going to be turning 75, our 75th anniversary, right around the corner, January 1, 75 years on the radio. Between the year of 1946 and 1947, Tide, the first detergent designed for automatic clothes washers, was introduced. And the population in Murfreesboro between 1940 and 1947, about 13,000 residents. That same year, suntan lotions were developed for the first time for troops during World War II. And of course, they were marketed to consumers for the first time in 1947. One gallon of gas, only 15 cents. Annual salary, $2,500 a year. Cost of a new car, 1250 bucks. John Young takes a look back at Murfreesboro some 75 years ago. Murfreesboro didn't look anything like you know it to be today. TV was just being invented. And telephones, well, if people had one, it was just that, one. Today, it seems like everybody, including the dog, has some cell phone. People over in Barfield and Christiana out there didn't come into town unless they had to. Like to get groceries at O'Brien Brothers on the square on Saturday. And maybe see a movie at the Princess. One screen. Restaurants? Nah. People ate at home. Nothing like the endless chain of eating places today. Hotels? Yeah, we had one. The James K. Polk still stood proud. Bet you most folks couldn't tell me where it stood. To give you a hint, one block off the square. We'd look in Goldstein's window. Special occasions would shop there. And I can still hear the sound of how their floors creaked. Nashville? Oh, nobody went to Nashville. Unless you had a real good reason. And if you did, you made sure you didn't go one mile over the speed limit in Smyrna or you would get a speeding ticket. We were just a nice little rural town outside the big city. Boy, has it changed. Except for a couple of things. One of them is this radio station. You see, on New Year's Eve, a man with a real vision and love for this town put 1450 on the air. And nobody could believe we had our own radio station. And guess what? Today, it's still locally owned. In fact, it sits on South Church about where it all started. And on the air and on our website, what we talk about most is what folks in the big city don't think about much. Murfreesboro. They got their own business and problems. We still eat, breathe, and sleep Murfreesboro. The station could have sold a dozen times, but the decision is made to keep it local. The owners live here, work here, send our kids to school here, stay here, support it here, love it here. And you know what? That's what we have in common. Because we couldn't have made it without your constant support. You listen, you buy commercials on the station, you support Murfreesboro, we support Murfreesboro. We are still 1450 WGNS, your good neighbor station. Thank you.
Hello, this is John Hood, representing Mike Sparks and Scott Walker. It asked me to record some of my recollections about the old Seward Air Base and the events that used to happen there during World War II. As a, as a teenager, I used to spend summers with my aunt and uncle at Old Jefferson, Jefferson Springs, near Smyrna, and we would have occasion to go on to the base. As a matter of fact, all the number one movies at that time were shown on the bases of the Army and the Navy and the Air Force, whatever, where at, at locally at your Princess Theater or whatever, you only had the B movies or the C movies. So I've, I remember riding a bus down there to Seward Air Base and paying whatever the admission was very nominal to see the first-run movies that were out at that particular time. But one of the reflections that uh, Representative Sparks had mentioned had to do with the broadcasting of big band music from Seward. Seward Air Base had, as a, um, I guess, his public information officer, public relations officer, a former executive with Music Corporation of America, one of the major booking agencies, was, was there. And he had all kinds of contacts with uh, major uh, orchestras around the country that they, they booked and, and put together. What he would do, he would find a, an orchestra, say, that was playing in Chicago, say, on Thursday. It needs to be in New Orleans on Saturday night. Playing in Chicago, say, on Thursday night, need to be in New Orleans on Saturday night. What he would do, he would call them up, the, the management, and he would arrange for an Air Force plane to fly them from Chicago to Seward if they would do a, a concert for Seward Air Base. Next day, of course, they'd fly them on to New Orleans, their ultimate destination. So there were many name bands that played those concerts at Seward. Actually, I guess free of charge, more or less, other than the, the airline flying them uh, from Chicago to Smyrna to, to New Orleans. There was a uh, network starting up about the same time called the Liberty uh, Broadcasting System, the Liberty Network. Liberty Broadcasting System. First, here are the headlines. The UN High Command has placed the blame for the Korean truce stalemate directly on the Kremlin. In the heaviest fighting since mid-December, the Allies attacked the Communist forces along a seven-mile front. Now, here's John Hood. Thank you very much, Dana Harris, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the music of Johnny Long and his orchestra. We open our tune quite appropriately tonight from the heart of the Southland with Dixie. Yes, it's time to refresh at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Meet your friends and wet your whistle at McCord and Harris Soda Fountain. Refreshments and pleasant surroundings, McCord and Harris on the square in Murfreesboro. WGNS, your good neighbor station, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> started by a guy named Gordon McClendon, the old Scotsman he went by, and he started out doing baseball. He, was, he would do the play-by-play -play baseball. He wanted to expand and make it a, I guess, a full-blown network with all types of entertainment on it. He was interested in getting the music. So Cecil Elrod, who owned WGNS at the time, got in contact with him, and what he would do, he would arrange for us to go down and broadcast these name band concerts from Seward Air Base and they'd feed it over the Liberty Network and would go nationwide. As, as it turned out, the network did not quite make it, along with all the, the major ones that have survived, but 
This is back in the days of radio is what I'm talking about now. It would have been the Liberty Broadcasting System. The, uh, the, the gentleman I mentioned that uh, was at Station in Seward, he would have the contacts and be in touch. One uh, concert I remember particularly because I have some photographs from it was a broadcast of Johnny Long and his orchestra. Most folks today have probably not heard of him. A big hit he had was Shanty and Old Shanty Town. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the music of Johnny Long and his orchestra. that directly from Seward Air Base, fed it over the Liberty Network, and sent it nationwide. But many, many other songs were popular back in that day, and uh, th- th- this was quite a regular event. I don't really have any record of the names of the other bands that were there, but most every major band in the country played at Seward Air Base one time or another. So those were happy recollections and opportunity to, to feed a broadcast from Rutherford County, Tennessee, across the nation for the benefit of listeners on the Liberty Network. As long as you're not in love with anyone else, why don't you fall in love with me? You're driving me crazy, baby, trying to guess. Will you tell me no or will you tell me yes? You gotta go overboard for someone someday. Believe it or not, it's bound to be. As long as you're not in love with anyone else, why don't you fall in love with me? not in love with anyone else why don't you fall in love with me you're driving me crazy honey acting this way oh when you're gonna ask me if i'll name the day you gotta go overboard for someone someday believe it or not it's bound to be as long as you're not in love with anyone else why don't you fall in love with me WGNS, your good neighbor station, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Boots, boots, boots. Yes, the Hub Store on the west side of the square has boots for everyone. Boots, boots, boots. For the men, the Hub Store has four buckle boots, five buckle boots, zipper boots, and knee boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the ladies, the Hub has reindeer, slip-on rubber boots, and fur-line waterproof boots. Boots, boots, boots. For the children, the Hub has slip-on rubber boots, four buckle boots, and zipper boots. Boots, boots, boots. That's the Hub Store, where you can get boots, boots, boots for the entire family. Again in January, WGNS will be celebrating our 75th anniversary. Coming up right after this break, we're going to take a look at a special event coming up on Saturday. It's a small business marketplace to take place at Lane Agri-Park on John Rice Boulevard, just down the street from Sam's. Make sure you stay with us. We have a lot more news and information coming your way throughout this morning, Friday. Today, Black Friday, a lot of stores are quite busy today. And again, just only 29 days away from Christmas, which means 28 days away from Christmas Eve. Reporting for WGNS this morning, I'm Scott Walker. 
an upcoming event in Murfreesboro will showcase locally owned small businesses. It's the Small Business Saturday Holiday Market. And the event will be focused on holiday shopping and, of course, shopping local. That's exactly right. We spoke with Malika Franklin. She's telling us about the holiday marketplace that will be held on November 27th at the Lane Agri-Park, located on John R. Rice Boulevard, just down the street from Sam's Club. This is focused on the local business community. Exactly. And it's an exciting day because the Saturday after Thanksgiving, it's known as National Small Business Day all across America. And right here in Rutherford County, we've got so many small businesses, so many locally owned businesses. I don't know if we have more than other cities, but it seems like we do. I think for the metropolitan national area, we certainly have a great presence in the small business arena. So with all that being said, I know you've been a local small business owner. What is that like owning your own business and having to hire employees and all that? Well, it's exciting. Every day is an adventure. You don't know what to expect, but it's very rewarding because you get to see all your hard work pay off in in dividends, pay off in helping the community, providing a service, providing a product. So it is a very rewarding opportunity. And of course, there's hard days as well. I I mean, it's not always easy. But with that being said, it seems like events like this would give local business owners a chance to sit down and talk with other business owners, maybe in a different line of work, so they could kind of compare ideas and think of new things to do. Absolutely. It's very important for our local business owners to be able to network, to build a community of small business owners. I like to call it the trail. (laughs) When we do these events, they make friends so they can share resources and you should even make a new customer from another local business owner. Again, we're talking with Malika Franklin about an upcoming event November 27th. It's the Small Business Saturday Holiday Market. What can we expect to see there? You can expect to see businesses of all types, ranging from candle makers, people who provide services like gutter protection, body butters, we have food trucks. It ranges dynamically. And this is going to be Lane Agri Park on John R. Rice Boulevard down the street from Sam's here in Murfreesboro. Where's it going to be on the Lane Agri-Park property? It will be right in the community center. As you pull into that front parking lot off of John Rice, it's going to be to the right. You'll have signs, balloons, whatever. It'll be easy to find. It will be. Is there an admission to come in and walk around and see the different businesses? No, it'll be free for the public. What about businesses that want to participate in this? How do they do it? Locate our Eventbrite page looking up Saturday Small Business Holiday Market. There's a link there where they can apply. And then we'll also post a link, of course, with this interview on our website and everything. From there, they'll fill out the form and then they'll get an email in return and it will tell them how to confirm their booth space. Again, we're talking with Malika Franklin, a small business owner right here in Rutherford County. Tell us a little bit about your locally owned business. My husband and I, Jamel Franklin, we own Franklin's Fruit Tea kind of a unique business. There aren't very many people just focused on fruit tea. My husband, Jamel, is our fruit tea artisan and he crafts all these amazing, actually five flavors of fruit tea and a lemonade. And so we focus on that. I've met your husband before. I never knew that he was, <laughs> you know, a cook, a chef. Tell us how he got this love for creating fruit tea. He's from Waycross, Georgia. And so he learned to cook from his mother. And when he came to Middle Tennessee on a football scholarship to play football at MTSU, He was introduced to fruit tea just from being in Middle Tennessee. 
he'll kill me for this, but he's very cheap and he wanted to learn how to make it without paying all the expense as a college student on a limited budget. And so he just began to craft the first flavor we actually call liquid gold right there on the MTSU campus. And he would share it with his roommates and teammates and he sparked on to something amazing. Now with different kinds of teas, there's, you know, a brewing process. I mean, there's just all different ways to make fruit teas. What are some of the things that he does that may make y'all stand out from others? You know, he keeps his process kind of a secret, but I can tell you this, that everything is handcrafted. It's done with a lot of care. I mean, he brews, he takes actual fruit and parades it, strains out excess amount of pulp to make sure he gets the right consistency and the sweetness. I like to say it has notes that, you know, kind of have a symphony once Mm -hmm. you taste it on your palate. His process is definitely unique from what I've seen and the flavors range from, like I said, we have our liquid gold, which has citrus. We have a strawberry and one of our top sellers is mango peach and then wild berry. I mean, you name it, we have a great half and half. And I've seen all set up at different events and things like that. Have you got your fruit tea in restaurants yet? We do. Uh, We are looking for more local restaurants. So if people are interested, definitely let us know. But we have several grocery stores here like Junior's. We have some other people interested that will be coming soon. I can't say it just yet. That's got to be the most exciting part is going to different restaurants, sitting down with the manager, the owner of the restaurant saying, you know, I've got this great fruit tea that has really been popular locally and I'm ready to start expanding more so. What are those meetings like when you go in and meet with that restaurant owner, that chef or whoever operates a restaurant? It's very, very rewarding. And it's amazing. I actually had one yesterday. It's fantastic. Again with us today, Malika Franklin, talking about the small business holiday marketplace involving multiple locally owned businesses right here in our own backyard that will be held on November 27th at the Lane Agri Park, located on John R. Rice Boulevard, just down the street from Sam's Club. And that's the weekend that most of us do a lot of our Christmas shopping. And it's imperative to these businesses to get out there. Many of them don't have brick and mortar locations. So this is the perfect opportunity for them to see a great amount of people in one setting and learn about all the products, hear firsthand how people interact with their products. Some of them are doing custom products. We have a wood making business that does custom signs for the holidays or whatever you need. They're very intimate with the customer. Real artists out there, it sounds like, maybe some from the construction trade, vendors with food and fruit tea, of course. Absolutely. But then on top of that, you're probably going to have those who make their own jewelry. You're going to have a lot of stuff there. A lot of variety. And I always say it's so nice to shop some of these smaller markets because they're unique. So imagine getting a gift that you can't find everywhere, that you're not going to just be able to go to a big box store or online and purchase. So it provides something very unique to give to a special someone. And the other cool thing about that is if your family, let's say, is in Wisconsin or something, and that's where you're going for Christmas, it's really neat to be able to bring them something that was made right here in Rutherford County in Tennessee. Absolutely. So a lot of cool stuff happening. Again, November 27th, that's when the marketplace is going to occur. What is a deadline for businesses who want to be involved and who want to set up a booth there? Obviously, it's going to be based on availability. These slots are filling up very fast. Usually, we like to cut it off about a week to two weeks before the event just to make sure we get everybody placed in and get all instructions out in time. But this is a big reminder. It is coming up November 27th maybe hold off on buying some Christmas gifts until this actual marketplace takes place because there is going to be a lot there to purchase. 
I know it will be greatly appreciated from these small businesses. It's, it means so much to them. I have these conversations all the time. So even showing up, even taking a business card, it really means something to these people because they pour their heart and soul into their business and just having your approval or appreciation goes a long way. And we've heard a whole lot in the news lately, ships that are sitting off the coast of California waiting to come in to be able to unload whatever it is they're carrying. We've heard CBS talk about how Christmas gifts may be in shorter supply this year at some of the retailers out there. So this, again, is a good reminder to head to this local marketplace that's taking place on the 27th of November and buy gifts there instead. That's what I'm doing. I don't want a chance not getting gifts in time. I will be finishing my shopping on November 27th. Where can people learn more about this upcoming event? I will go to Eventbrite. You can look it up there. We have a Facebook event page. There'll be lots of information in the discussion section of that page where vendors will be posting some of their specials and we'll be sharing information about vendors as they register. What do we need to search for on Facebook? Sure. Well, you could search Saturday Small Business a Holiday Market or you can also go to the Friday Night Market in the Borough page because it's a special event that spins off of our Friday Night Market in the borough. And again, all this coming up November 27th. What day does that fall on? It's a Saturday. From what time to what time? It's going to be from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, November 27th. And it's going to be at Lane Agri Park on John R. Rice Boulevard. A lot of people are going to be out there for sure. A lot of businesses out there, a lot of vendor booths out there. Again, this is the kind of thing that makes, I think, Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro events like this. Absolutely. And don't forget about the food trucks. The food trucks are always a big draw. We'll have a lot of variety in food, so you can also grab lunch, maybe even dinner. What kind of variety are we talking with the food trucks that are going to be there on hand? Some Thai trucks already registered, some hot chicken trucks. Also, we have desserts. So we have Icy's. We have some of our local bakers who have food trucks. Probably some barbecue, I'm sure, will be on the list. I'm sure we'll have barbecue. A lot of good stuff. Yes. Again, coming up November 27th, Lane Agri Park, and this is geared towards small business businesses, local artists, local vendors wanting to sell their products. They're excited to do this. And again, folks can still sign up to have their business there, but limited space, so they better sign up fairly soon. Inside, we can hold about 60 businesses, and then we'll have our food trucks outside. So that'll be a good uh, landmark as well to know you're in the right spot when you see the food trucks. Once more, it's going to be November 27th, Lane Agri Park in Murfreesboro. We appreciate you joining us on today, Black Friday, the 26th of November, day after Thanksgiving. Taking a look at some of today's news stories, brand new data revealed the employment situation has continued to improve for a majority of Tennessee's counties for October of 2021. That according to the Department of Labor and Workforce Development. Unemployment rates decreased in 65 counties during the month while they remained the same in 20 counties and increased in 10. 93 counties reported October jobless numbers lower than 5%, and two counties had unemployment rates slightly higher than 5%. Specifically in Rutherford County, the unemployment rate for October 2021 came in at 2.7%. Last year in 2020, the October rate was a whopping 5.9%. But again, October 2021, 2.7%. While Rutherford County failed to rank in the top three status of counties with the lowest unemployment figures for October 2021, the county did rank in the top 10. Tying with Rutherford County were Knox and Blount counties, all at numbers 8, 9, and 10 on the list for counties with the lowest unemployment figures. 
and the county with the absolute lowest unemployment, Williamson County, at 2.2% for October 2021. Now, looking across the state of Tennessee, some counties had a much higher unemployment rate. Perry County, once again, held that record of having the highest unemployment rate in Tennessee. The latest statistics show that Perry County dropped 3.1 percentage points from 8.4% to 5.3% unemployment. Shelby County had the second highest rate of unemployment, but it did also show that month to month, they have improved a little bit. Their rate decreased from 5.3% to 5% in October of 2021. That's Shelby County. You have a chance to help out children here in Rutherford County, and one elementary school student who participated in the Shop with the Sheriff program back in 2019 wanted to buy food for his family instead of buying toys for himself. That according to school resource officer Sam Truby. Truby said that he remembered the child had two siblings and he wanted to get those presents for them and his mom, not something for himself. The kid was completely selfless, according to Truby. He was looking for what he could get for his family, not himself. Truby said that he was touched by the boy's care for his family, and that's one reason why he is coordinating the annual Shop with the Sheriff fundraising event between 6 and 8 p.m. on Tuesday, November 30th, that's next week, this coming Tuesday, at all three Toots restaurants located in Murfreesboro. Again, the special event at Toots to raise money for the Shop with the Sheriff program will be on Tuesday, November 30th between 6 and 8 p.m. at all three Toots locations in Murfreesboro. Those are on South Church Street, Northwest Broad, and Franklin Road. You can get more details about those locations on our website and how you can help out with the Shop with the Sheriff program at WGNSRadio.com. Reporting for WGNS, I'm Scott Walker. And now with more news, here's WGNS's Ron Jordan. The annual lighting of the Christmas tree of the downtown Murfreesboro Square will take place next week, December 3rd. Jay Sanders with Little Tennessee Electric told News Radio WGNS. We're going to have some Christmas celebrations with some tree lighting events coming up in Rutherford County. You know, it's continuing a celebration as we uh, celebrate Christmas downtown with the Rutherford County tree lighting event. December the 3rd at 6 p.m. And we've got all kinds of stuff with this event. We're just excited to have the opportunity to sponsor this event again. The festivities will be on the east side of the historic Rutherford County Courthouse. Veterinarians say pet owners should double-check before sharing any Thanksgiving leftovers with their furry friends. The SPCA has released a list of common Thanksgiving foods that are generally safe to share with pets. According to the list, turkey is acceptable as long as it's boneless and well-cooked, but raw bread dough can be fatal, and pets should be kept away from desserts containing chocolate or raw eggs. Vegetables are fine, but dishes with cheese, sour cream, onions, butter, or gravy in them should be avoided. Pumpkin is also allowed, but vets say avoid sugar and monitor fat content because some foods could cause pancreatitis. Tuesday afternoon, a DeKalb County woman reported her 49-year-old brother was hunting with friends and had been missing for some time. This was near the area where DeKalb, Rutherford, and Cannon Counties join, so Rutherford County Fire Rescue was one of the responding agencies. Dogs picked up the missing man's scent on a steep hillside, and rescuers retrieved him from the area, loaded him onto an ATV. He was taken by air ambulance to an area hospital for non-life-threatening injuries. I'm Ron Jordan, reporting.